Hey, welcome to the Dossier Podcast. This is Jordan Schachtel, the publisher of the Dossier on Substack, where you can find all of my written work. So today we wanted to talk about the controlled demolition of the American energy industry and how that controlled demolition seems to continue under this Biden regime in perpetuity. Today we were met by news that OPEC is cutting production by 2 million barrels a day, um, which is pretty significant. And the Saudis who control the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries, uh, they have a significant um, stake in OPEC. They've always really been the ones in charge. Um, they are the alpha dog in the Arabian Gulf. So it kind of makes sense. Um, they've been in charge of this process for quite some time. Why are the Saudis cutting production by 2 million barrels a day? Well, if you listen to the Biden administration and the mainstream legacy media, you would be under the impression that the Saudis are just doing it because they want to screw with America. That, you know, they're just, they're just angry and uh, bitter and they're going to do this to uh, all of these uh, progressive activists and even White House advisors took to social media today to express their fury with the Saudis and saying, oh, you're just doing this, uh, Tommy Viator, a, a, an Obama uh, a National Security Council official, I believe, uh, Michael McFaul, another uh, Biden, Obama advisor. They're all saying that the, the Saudis are just doing this because they don't like us. MBS is doing it, Mohammed bin Salman, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, because he doesn't like us. Uh, they're doing it because they want Trump's people back. They want the MAGA Republicans back. All of these explanations are ridiculous. They're all wrong. They're not necessarily um, incorrect about what the Saudi monarchy wants as a representative of the U.S. government, um, which we can get to in a second. But... What OPEC is doing is they are protecting their interests. And the Saudis, Saudi Arabia is a sovereign country. And remember, this is not, this is not a, you know, American energy resources that are being taken out of the ground and sold to market. These are their resources, so they can do whatever they want. This idea that they need to unify behind uh, the notion of lower prices because of uh, Vladimir Putin and because he's the most supposedly the most evil man on the planet is, is absurd. The Saudis absolutely don't believe that. They think that, according to the messaging coming from their royal family, it's pretty clear that they just want this conflict to end. They're not going to take sides. I think it's a wise position to take. I wish the United States would be closer to the Saudis in how they're conducting their foreign policy related to this war. But obviously that is not the case. Uh, so what the, what the Saudis are doing is, and they've been open about this, 
is that they're worried about the state of the global economy um, and they don't want gas prices to decline a lot more. So they are deliberately cutting um, output. And by doing so, the energy prices globally will probably rise. Uh, that, that's the way I see it. it. It seems pretty much to be common sense. We have a major global financial recession and commodities and real things are seemingly the, the, the investments uh, and savings and assets that everyone's piling into. So what the Saudis are doing is they're basically protecting their interests. They're rolling back production by 2 million barrels a day. Um, and of course, the, the US-centric uh, progressives think that they're doing it because it's October and because the, <laughs> because the election is happening. The, the midterm elections are happening in a month's time. Um, I think that's it's totally insane to actually believe that they would go through all this effort um, to get Republicans elected who haven't really stood up to this environmental statism insanity anyway. So the White House is clearly unhappy about it. In addition to their lackeys shaming the Saudis, uh, the White House said today in a statement, quote, the president is disappointed by the short-sighted decision by OPEC to cut production quotas while the global economy is dealing with the continued negative impact of Putin's invasion of Ukraine, end quote. So, of course, everything is about Putin. The president's so disappointed. Um, remember that this, this administration is deeply unpopular now. So... So what a lot what they're doing is, is they're trying to create um, a, a carefully crafted message to make sure that they don't really anger some of the more moderate voices who would like to see the United States become more um, domestically efficient and not have to rely upon Saudi Arabia for our energy resources. So the Biden administration wants to simultaneously have its cake and eat it too. And, and this statement to me, it is, it's just a lot of politics. But the true agenda, in my view, is that they want to continue this controlled demolition of American reliable energy resources. And they want to do what European economies have and basically commit uh, suicide through the uh, installation of windmills through solar panels through things that don't work replace things that do work with things that don't work and the white house announcement continues today's announcement is a reminder of why it is so critical that the united states reduce its replace reliance on foreign sources of fossil fuels end quote so again they want to have their cake and eat it too. They want to be able to criticize the Saudis for rolling back production. And they also want the United States to have its own resources, but they don't want to actually produce those resources. In fact, the statement adds, 
that the U.S., uh, the Biden administration, intends on depleting the st strategic petroleum reserves even further. And for those of you who haven't been up to date on this, um, the, the strategic petroleum reserves are at the lowest levels they've been since 1984, uh, sitting at around 400 plus million barrels. And the Department of Energy is going to dump another 10 million barrels imminently onto the market. And that's all politics. Uh, for those familiar with the history of the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, it's basically a stash that's supposed to be used in the event of an emergency like a war, wartime, um, a bad economy certainly doesn't qualify. But we live in 2022 and the executive kind of just does whatever they want. So they're dumping more energy onto the market, selling it to whoever. China can, can buy it. Um, and that will be that, you know, they're going to continue depleting these reserves. Um, and at, it's happening at such a stunning pace that there may be no reserves in a couple of years. The White House statement continues. The president will continue to direct SPR releases as appropriate to protect American consumers and pr promote energy security. Let me step in there. So he wants to promote energy security, but again, you know, they, they're promoting this lie that they're doing everything possible to explore American energy resources. And the United, on, on American territory, we have enough energy to become completely independent easily. Um, decades worth, or maybe centuries worth of what the climate catastrophe folks refer to as fossil fuels. The statement continues. The president is directing the Secretary of Energy to explore any additional responsible actions to continue increasing domestic production in the immediate term. And that ends that quote. So to me, this is all politics. What I've been witnessing over two years now is that this administration is hell-bent on destroying America's reliable energy sector um, for a variety of reasons. And it's definitely um, worth pointing out that these are the least ESG or compliant or, or woke companies that a lot of these companies are headquartered in red states. These executives aren't necessarily on board with the insane, insane uh, self-suicide agenda um, to commit more power and resources to this small set of technocratic elites, you know, this, this World Economic Forum agenda. Um, they've been attacked ruthlessly the energy companies, energy executives, and they produce one of the most valuable things on earth. Uh, the uh, Joe Biden himself is given talking points all the time to directly attack them, to demand that the gas stations bring down the prices. <laughs> it's just complete stupidity. Um, and you know, Joe, uh, whoever is in charge of the administration keeps sending him out. 
to attack the energy sector. And then you have folks like Mayor Pete or, or, or what's her name, the, uh, you know, from the Treasury Secretary Yellen to the uh, other secretaries uh, in, involved in, in economic affairs. They love this, this green transition rhetoric. Um, and in, in fact, like the, the White House statement makes mention of this, of this green transition. And I can even pull it up here. It says that the U.S. is now poised to make the most significant ever investment ever in accelerating the clean energy transition. So it seems very clear that the U.S. policy under the Biden regime, if it wasn't October, early October, um, there would be no way that they would even be considering helping to mitigate the potential of energy, crisis, energy prices increasing. This is what their chief concern is, is that in November, if we have record highs again, that this could jeopardize everything for them. So they don't want to risk that and they are taking all possible actions to mitigate the price increase in the short term. After November, I, I think that, after the elections specifically, I think that they will be happy to see the energy sector just completely obliterated. Um, these are people that don't have a fully functioning understanding of the basic tenets of economics, and <clears throat> they're committed entirely to a radical agenda. So to get back for a second, I think it's important to discuss this sub-issue, why, why the Biden administration hates Saudi Arabia. Um, I, I think that this is really evidence of an empire in decline, that the U.S. used to completely control Saudi affairs through the petrodollar system, and now the U.S. really doesn't have much pull in the world. Um, it was reported that the Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia or top Saudi officials sometimes don't take the calls from the Biden administration. So that's the kind of rocky relationship that they have right now. The Biden folks have been openly and leaking to the press these crazy insults about the Crown Prince, Mohammed bin Salman, MBS calling him a killer, a thug. Um, I think Biden directly has attacked him and then offered him that infamous fist bump that angered all of the, the left-wing radicals and, and, the, and the Obama people. Um, but it, it's just crazy that they think that they can treat people this way and expect that their ignorance of the human relationship, that they can just kind of like... You know, Biden's been a politician for decades, and under most of his time in D.C., the U.S. government and, and sitting senators like Joe Biden could just bully countries into doing what they wanted them to do, 
because the U.S. was the hegemon. We lived in this unipolar environment in which you needed the approval of the U.S. The U.S. system, which controls the dollar, um, the only asset that really mat, the only money that really mattered at the time. And now there's all these competing. There's the BRICS currency specifically. Um, we have Bitcoin, and countries have other options for trading partners. The Saudis aren't going to just take this this trash rhetoric and say, yeah, you know what, we should actually sacrifice our national interests. And um, even though it's good for us to halt production, we're just going to do what you tell us to do because we are a colonial slave to the U.S. Uh, it's just not how the world works anymore. This is evidence that we're entering into a multipolar world. The evidence is all around us. The, unfortunately, the American government has committed too many experiments in facilitating this empire, whether it was in Afghanistan, whether it was Iraq, um, and this goes back decades. And the U.S. is more vulnerable and less influential than ever before. At least at, in the in the post World War II Pax Americana F, uh, era, and OPEC's decision uh, to completely ignore <laughs> what the Biden administration's do uh, requesting of them is evidence of this, and this is why it's important to have serious diplomats. Um, in your arsenal. It doesn't appear that the Biden administration has any. The Trump administration, for its part, you know, for all the allegations of collusion and all this crap, they ran a pretty good ship on the diplomatic front. There was never an issue with um, the Saudis not taking their phone calls. There's a sense when you're dealing with geopolitics it's super important for diplomats and for heads of state to recognize the sovereignty of other nations. This is like really basic stuff in relations between countries. And the Biden administration has this like weird colonial mindset where we are the empire, everyone else is our subjects, and they think that they can just bark orders at people. But as we've seen with the OPEC experiment, it's just not, it's just not working. Um, and you'd think that this would be a time for maybe rolling back our, our foreign entanglements, realizing that there's definitely a crisis in the United States, that in a few, in a few years or, or even a few months, more and more, whether this is publications, governments will start to realign themselves, I think, with the will continue to realign themselves with this multipolar world. And going to this situation between Ukraine and Russia, I think this is the fatal mistake that the Ukrainian regime is making, is that they're they're putting all their eggs in one basket instead of realizing that, that you know, no one's going to come and save them if, if 
shit hits the fan over there. Um, and, and the U.S. is putting itself in a more and more vulnerable position every day. It seems to me to be very deliberate. And the, you know, if we were not run by an idiocracy, these people would see that detonating the energy sector would, would harm their influence, their overall influence over the world. But they're committed to this crazy World Economic Forum, you will, eat nothing, you, will, you will own nothing and be happy, the Great Reset, the Build Back Better, the Green Transition Agenda, all of this self-sabotage for ideological goals, and not just ideological goals, but to kind of install this technocratic elite that will run everything. But I remain optimistic that they will not succeed largely, I, I think predominantly because they're absolute fools. And then this is this is really this really goes to show that this incident with failing to influence OPEC and then condemning OPEC just shows that the American regime is entirely fueled by hubris right now. And there, there is just, we are just entering this stage of a multipolar world that the last thing you want to do is ignite and continue to fan the flames for a controlled demolition. But here we are.